This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show on a, what in New York is a wet uh, day and, and uh, down day, but somehow I feel from the time I woke up this morning, we are turning the corner. Now, it may be that I had a nice long conversation with my former client and 32-year-old friend Donald Trump, who I am not going to reveal the basis of the conversation because it's, uh, I don't even, it's not attorney-client privilege any longer, but it's just privilege like my conversation with you would be if you say it like it to be confidential. All I got to tell you is, this guy's got it. He understands it. it no, nothing affects his love of this country and his belief that this country can overcome everything. And boy, do we have to overcome everything. I don't know where to start. But I do think I'm going to start somewhere nobody else did because I noticed something that brings me back to when I was younger and the Cuban Missile Crisis. And that is the... Um, interview with David Petraeus last night in which David Petraeus, I believe, tried to give as best he could, given the constraints of wanting to be a responsible, not just soldier, I'm not sure he's a soldier anymore, but, but American, the answer he could give. Basically, he was asked on Fox, if Putin attacks Ukraine, with some form of nuclear weapons, would we be required, the U.S., and would we respond? Now, he's not a part of government, so he has a pretty free answer to give. His answer was no. On that basis, we would not. Correct answer, David. Number two, however, if that attack was sufficient enough, like let's say it was in the Eastern Ukraine. Eastern Ukraine means n near Europe, like Kiev. The chances that it would blow over and kill people in NATO countries is almost 80%. So it would kill people possibly in Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia, Poland, every one of them protected by the NATO I would say, inviolable cause that we protect everyone. We break that clause, might as well turn the country, the world over to China. You might as well say uh, Obama is such a ridiculously disgusting, cowardly, poor example of what American can produce that we just had a horrible mistake or we were cheated. And we got this bum. We have to defend a NATO ally. So that's one way in which we could be implicated. 
And Petraeus didn't back off on the obligation because, uh, look, he's a general, I don't know, like everybody else, he's not perfect. He had some problems, some girlfriend, he gave some to her. I don't know if that's even true. I never know what's true. I'm going to assume it's true. Okay, David Petraeus is human. Whoa! But what he said was, if that happened, and there was a significant uh, impact, I'm not even sure he said significant. I have to go back and look. But he said impact on NATO nations, we would have to respond. Now, here's where the fascinating thing happens. He says we would have to respond, but what we should do is we should respond to take out, which apparently, looking at David's, uh, I know David a bit, a little bit. I am not an expert on David Petraeus. Will not pretend to be. Want to talk about uh, uh, General Kane? I know General Kane, and I can tell when I look at him when he's serious and when there's a little doubt. Uh, Petraeus, I don't have that same feeling for. But he did say it, and, and I also respect General Petraeus, even though I'm not sure we have the same views on a lot of things. Petraeus said we would have to respond. If this had an impact on NATO nations and kill people there, we would have to respond. Otherwise, we're basically might as well just kind of fold in with Nicaragua. (laughs) But he said, I don't think we should respond with nuclear weapons. After all, we were attacked with the, with our people were attacked with the aftermath of nuclear weapons, not nuclear weapons. So maybe what we should do is use it as an opportunity, which apparently we can do fairly easily, which is take out their entire ground forces in Ukraine, which is about, I don't know, half their army. And maybe even reach in and take out the rest of it. Basically deprive them of ground troops. Now, I don't know how easy that is. I don't know if he was boasting. I don't know if he was saying something very serious. I would tend to say with with, with General Petraeus, he was saying something serious. There's a real capacity for us to do that. He's not the only person who has told me we could do that I'm not going to say easily, but we could do that. We could render Russia without an army quickly. Don't count on me knowing that. Count on me hearing that. Okay. But here's what the questioner came up with. don't remember if it was Hunter or, or Brett Baer. They said, well, wouldn't that then mean that Putin only had nuclear weapons to respond with? Gosh, you've taken out his uh, taken out his army. Doesn't have much of a navy. You take that out even faster. What's he got to respond unless he wants to give up or wants to go down with the ship, which we never know with Putin, right? He'd respond with nuclear weapons. That is a, uh, I mean, I've gone through so many of these uh, laptops going back to 1970s in the the Ford administration, 
What do you do if they do? What do they do if you do? What do they do? What do you do? What do they do? What do you? And then you get graded, and you never know if you're getting the right grade or the wrong grade uh, based on whether you have a person who wants to defend America or some sellout or even some communist spy uh, sneaking in on it. But the, the, answer, the answer is, very, very simply, if we took out their conventional forces in two or three days, Putin would have a big choice to make. Does he want to fold back into where his economy and the significance of his pathetic nation right now? Not that the Russian people are pathetic. He's made them pathetic. And then rebuild. Or does he want to try a suicide mission? I don't know what he wants to do. Now, I'm going to give you my speculation, which is worth, believe me, nothing more than my speculation. This is based on 30 years in and out of government, 30 years in the Reagan administration, pretty close connection to the Bush administration. Believe it or not, pretty close connection to the... To the uh, to the to 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 Democratic administrations, you you wouldn't believe it, but I had a very close connection with Bill Clinton. I, no, 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 sorry, don't exaggerate, Rudy. I had a close connection with Bill Clinton, much stronger than you think, and a very close connection, obviously, you know, with my good friend and maybe the greatest president. Maybe, maybe, maybe it takes time to figure that out of the last fifty years. The only one I'd, I'd, I'd argue about is Ronald Reagan because I worked for him for eight years and he's, I may have hero effect <laughs> with President Reagan. I copied everything he did. But I think we should stop for a moment and just reflect on the fact that everything I'm saying are things that have to be discussed. There are certain networks and certain real, honest, left or right American journalists who will discuss this, and they are. Even on some of the, even on some of the um, what I would consider to be traitorous networks. But there are many who can't discuss this. First of all, they're not intelligent enough to discuss. Secondly, they haven't covered it enough, except from the emotional, idiotic, ridiculous slogan part. So they don't understand it. They don't even understand what I'm talking about. So there aren't too many journalists who understand this well, but they're not all on the right. They're on both sides. There are some who have stayed very, very close to uh, 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 nuclear technology, missile technology and what it can do. And we're at that moment now. Since um, the Cuban Missile Crisis, I don't think we've ever been any closer. And there are no perfect analogies, my goodness. But gosh, did I feel so much more confident when we had a young, inexperienced, rookie uh, president 
who totally screwed up the Bay of Pigs. But I had read uh, Why England Slept. I had read his background and his experience. I watched his brother two years before he became president go after Jimmy Hoffa. And I knew his father, for all of his sins, loved America, maybe even more than the women he was chasing. I, I knew it because I studied the family. I had confidence he would get us through. Now, maybe I was wrong. But does anybody have confidence that Biden can get us through this? John Kennedy made a mistake in the Bay of Pigs. I could argue either side of that mistake. I think, by and large, when you come down on it, it's slightly more his than Eisenhower's. I could be persuaded it's slightly more Eisenhower's than his. And Eisenhower could have been because Eisenhower didn't lose faith in him. So we're going to take a short break, and we're going to discuss why America is in such bad shape, because no one, no one trusts the demented man we have in the White House. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory— Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show, and thank you for coming back, America. We, we really appreciate your sticking with us, and we try really hard to bring you what you don't get elsewhere, what the, may I say, fascist government of Biden and, and the social media and uh, whoever else cooperates with them brings to you. We try to get you the information you don't get. So yesterday, I had a very, very intelligent discussion with Dr. Maria, who I don't know if you know it. She's probably the most honest doctor in America. I mean, she's the only one who's got the guts to, to, to have called out the whole thing with the Wuhan lab before anybody else knew it. And she got the lady ready who was so nervous to testify with Forrest. I mean, uh, uh, with Tucker. I always think of him as Forrest Tucker because of the actor. Remember Forrest Tucker? No, you don't. You're too old. Uh, Tucker Tucker did a great job, you know, in getting her. But she was the, the last four days beforehand. She was nervous as hell, and I never saw anything like what Dr. Maria did with her. The confidence they developed as scientists lasts to this day. Well, well, yesterday I had her on about the about the football thing, uh, and and whether the concussion, you know, how serious it was, and. Well, I'm just going to read you something because this is the conclusion she came to from her analysis. And she and she uh, very, very responsibly couched it in, I never examined him. I'm telling you this from what I see on TV. I might change my mind if I examined him, either in his favor or against him. Concussion doctor Bennett Amalu says, Tua Tagovailoa. 
Ola should give up football forever. Concussion doctor Bennett Omalu says Tua Tagovailoa should give up football forever. Well, doctor, I, I I appreciate that, but you're one day late. Doctor Maria got that one yesterday, like uh, like she got uh, what happened at the Wuhan lab five weeks before anyone. You guys should pay attention to Dr. Maria. I'm telling you. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. I mean, it, 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 I don't know. You know, there are certain places in New York City that if you're an intelligent mayor, a crime is crime and everybody's life is enormously important. And, and then, you know... You can spend the television time on the ones that impact the entire world and country, and you can spend the private time on the ones that don't, which is why you never sleep when you're mayor. I have a tendency that that Eric Adams not only sleeps, but he parties. I think if I had had all his party time, I wouldn't have turned the city around. But in any event, let's... um, I mean, I'm very angry at him only because... This is my city, Eric. I fixed it. You didn't. Kotch didn't. Bloomberg didn't. He kept it. He didn't fix it. I went through the torture of having to make people work, and the Times called me a, a slave master. You know, I, I, had, I had to go through the torture of putting uh, cameras in, in a housing projects and being told I was a slave master and and the people in the housing project wanting wanting more cameras yeah yeah you haven't gone through that you don't even know what you're going through and and frankly eric as a former cop let me give you a grade you don't know what the hell you're doing you're a bigger joke than i thought you would be and it's very sad because unlike de blasio they had expectations for you. So I don't know who's worse, you or de Blasio. On the numbers, you're worse. On expectations, you're worse. And on our conclusion about can New York City be saved, and I'm inclined to want to save it, you know, always. You you put me in a position where I don't know. I don't know if those people can be convinced that voting for the Democrat Party is the main reason they're in the position they're in. They should not have voted for you, just like they should not have voted for the idiot in Chicago or St. Louis or ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. All over the 17 places, all over the city, run by... Democrat mayors forever and Soros multi-millionaire prosecutors destroying our cities. We'll be back after this with, uh, I think, even more dramatic revelations. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And, uh, you know, I, there, sometimes you have got to pick out a hero. A hero somewhere 
far away and whose life is at risk because he's saying what he's saying. And you know who I'm going to pick out? You, you, don't, you have no idea who he is. And until two days ago, I had no idea who he is. He's Archbishop Gintaris Grusas of Vilnius. Vilnius happens to be the hometown of the Admiral, you know, in Hunt for the Red October that gave up the Soviet ship, just in case you want a little fiction put in. And he is arguing for the hard line of deterrence against the homicidal Putin. The U.S.-born Archbishop is saying, but we have the guarantee of deterrence with NATO forces here on the ground, and we are part of the European Union. So long as the European countries stay united, I think the deterrence will work. I agree with him. I agree with him. I'm going to tell you, those people in Eastern Europe, and I've been there, not all of them, I've been to uh, Poland a couple of times. I've been to Ukraine four times, five times. I've been to Latvia. Don't think I've been to Lithuania. Hmm. Well, I've been to a lot of them, and my daughter-in-law is Lithuanian, and I know her relatives really well and talk to them a lot about it. These people love America. I wish, I wish we could do a special in which they explain to you what you have and why they're so surprised that you're so upset about things that are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like what happened with slavery 100 years ago and some of the discrimination now, but how much different it is than in other countries and how much, how much better it is and how much almost all of it has an answer. It has a, it has a remedy. It has a, and if it doesn't have a remedy, we're working toward a remedy. No other country does that. I, I, I don't know what people who are discriminated against and people who are locked into poverty and people who I don't know. I don't. I can't completely say that I can assimilate their way of thinking. But we're the only ones who want to help you. We really do. You see, the communists and the socialists and the collectivists want to keep you as their security. You're, you're the people they subjugate to control. Why would, why would Biden not care if three or four million illegal people, large numbers of whom are killing Americans with fentanyl, he's willing to accept that collateral consequence to try to get a big influx of Democratic voters because all they care about is power. They don't care about power to make it a better country for you. They care about power to make a better country for them. The Bidens haven't cared about you from the first day Biden took his first bribe way back when he was first in the Senate. The minute you take that first bribe, it goes. I don't know how many take bribes. Maybe I'm uh, an old-fashioned prosecutor and I exaggerated and it's more than I think. Maybe it's less than I think. But it's a lot. And it's the reason they're trying to destroy me. 
over Ukraine. I know it. They're not going to do it. I'm going to prevail. God prevails on things like this. Big time. It's not even close. It's not even close. You know, you got some candidates, and I need in the next couple of weeks to spend time on our candidates. And I'll tell you why. People say to me, well, how do we get out of this? How do we get out of this? How do we get out of it? How do we get out of it? We only get out of it by voting. And I, uh, uh, we know the people to vote against. We need to know the people to vote for. I just pick one right. I have it right here. Pick one right here. Carrie Lake in Arizona. If you people in Arizona don't vote for Carrie Lake, you don't know what the hell you are doing. You are subjecting yourself to Democrat and Republican corruption that will eat up your state and destroy it. Maricopa County will become Chicago. Just take my word for it. Carrie Lake is a straight person. She understands what happened in 2020. You don't want me to say it was stolen in 2020. Sorry, it was stolen in 2020. I give you five ways it was stolen. You, you want to bring in the animals who want to contradict it, fine. Let them contradict it. But the votes are there. The, the, the report that was done by Denise D'Souza is dispositive. And by far, it's not the only thing. I got 10 other things to support it with. I'm, 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 I'm filing answers to all these different... I have too, too many affidavits and too many people. And, and there was a plan to it. They will not accept the plan. I'm going to try it one more time. On election night, it's the point at which Trump was ahead in four or five states. Let's say approximately 11 a.m. Eastern time. He's ahead by 800,000 votes in Pennsylvania. It slipped to about 750 by the time they cut it off. He was ahead by, and I remember percentages here rather than numbers. He was ahead by anywhere from two and a half to three and a half percent in states where 65 to 68 percent of the vote was cast. Those states would include Georgia, North Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina. Oh, my God. Goodness, let me see. Michigan, Wisconsin by more. And Arizona, although Arizona, even though he was ahead, had already been called by Fox News uh, for Biden, even though they wouldn't call Pennsylvania for Trump, even though he was ahead by 800,000 votes. Corruption? Of course. You say Fox, corruption? This is why they don't have me on. I'm not going to buy that they, didn't blow, that they didn't fix that. That's a ridiculous call. And every one of the others I just mentioned to you, 
were well within the margin by which elections had been called in the past, but they weren't called for Trump, which is why I was one of several people for which I am now castigated, urging him to declare victory, because he was ahead by what would normally be the amount of votes by which you would win by, or by which you would be declared the tentative winner. Instead, they went with a ridiculous call in Arizona and ignored a much more responsible call in in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, 750,000 votes. Hmm? I mean, these are calls that you that that you make. Well, every single one of the states in which Trump was ahead, which was about six, on the night it closed down, except for one, North Carolina. I don't know if they closed down North Carolina. So let's put North Carolina off to the side for a minute. Every single one where they closed down. Isn't it odd that Biden won those? Isn't it because they had to stop because they were getting into a jam and they had to go find other votes? Do you have to be like a nitwit not to figure that out? Did you ever have to investigate a case to figure out motive? And I can go into the details of each of the states, or I could take you to 2,000 mules and all that they were doing, and their numbers come out just about the same as ours. I give you three other methodologies. So when you tell me, and when I say they stole the election, I have nothing to base it on. Garbage. You've got nothing to base it on. Uh, That that call by Fox of Arizona for Biden was a fix. It was a fix. Even if you assume that five days later, Biden eked it out by 10,000 votes, by what analysis do you pick it five days earlier for Biden except corruption? That's what's going on. Wake up to it and don't let the left wing intimidate you. Let's go to uh, Mary. I think it oh, is it Gary in Staten Island. Oh, uh, thanks, Rudy. Hi. Hi, Gary. Um, uh, recently, uh, President Trump last week, and then Elon Musk this week, and then before them, uh, Kissinger, have all uh, chimed in with this idea of a uh, trying to uh, bring about a pre-settlement uh, in Ukraine uh, sooner rather than later. And I thought I'd uh, get your response to uh, all of that uh, on behalf of these very prominent men, especially President Trump. Well, tell me, tell me how you see the outlines of it, because I'm, I'm not sure I understand if they all agree with each other. Well, um, I, I, I'll react I, I to you. That. I'll react to your description of it as to whether I agree with it or not. Okay. Well, I would say that last week, uh, President Trump put out a statement that he was interested in um, leading some kind of a 
uh, a delegation that might try to mediate uh, peace between Ukraine and Russia. He could do it. I'm sorry? He could do it. You think it's a good idea? Or do, a I, do, idea? I, do I think that Donald Trump sitting down with Zelensky and, and, um, and uh, Putin would settle it? Yeah. But uh, here's the difference. Uh, there are only several presidents we've had in the last hundred years that can do that. One of them was Roosevelt until he got sick. Maybe Teddy even, but certainly uh, Franklin. The other one, honestly, didn't come about until Reagan. And then him. So when you look at it, uh, Roosevelt um, liberated all of Europe from Nazism, right? And uh, Reagan liberated Eastern Europe, much of it still from communism. And Trump, with the Abraham Accords, brought about miracles in the uh, in the uh, Israeli uh, Arab dispute. So these these uh, the three people. I mean, I wish we had Churchill around, who have been able to figure out how to how to eke out peace in a situation which nobody else could. Now, would Biden ever allow Trump to do that? Of course not. The man is too insecure. He's too senile. He wouldn't understand the agreement if you were presented to him. He never supported a correct foreign policy decision before he was senile. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, and you will believe me because I am a Republican. I've known Joe for 35 years. Before he was demented, he was the dumbest man that I knew. I did not know he was as evil as he is. I didn't know that he would use his child as a bag man who was uh, had an addictive personality. And I didn't know he would completely abandon his illegitimate grandchild and, and let the kid suffer. That's, an, that's not a Catholic. That's an evil man. We'll be back for the mayor's final word. Rudy Giuliani. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Hi, this is Rudy Giuliani back with the Tunnel to Towers mayor's final word. Do you know how honored I am to do this? I, I know it's hard to say that because people think you just say that, but I don't know. There are lots of things that I'm proud of uh, and things that I'm not, just like everyone else. But Tunnel to Towers is one of them, and particularly because I originally <laughs> didn't think it was a good idea, and Frank talked talk me into it. Okay, so you get up your eleven grand now, $11,000 each month, Send it to t2t.org. That's T, the number two, t.org. And you're going to be making sure that when, God forbid, one of our soldiers or, or, or civilian first responders and, and police officers and firefighters like the one we just lost in New York, that wonderful woman, you're going to, you're, you're going to be sure that immediately their families get a check to pay off the mortgage on their home or something equivalent. And you're going to be sure that when they are catastrophically injured, 
They're going to be put on a list, and as soon as possible, Frank and his team will build a smart home for them, a home that maximizes their independence, and you cannot believe what it does for them. Please support this. If you don't support any other charity, if there's none other that reaches your heart, and it, or, or maybe you just don't have the resources. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Some people just can't donate to charity. I know that. Get out a few bucks for Tunnel to Towers. It's going to make you feel better. These are the people taking care of you, and they're not taking care of quite the way they should have. I, I, I shouldn't say this, but I will. New York City, Eric Adams and all my disputes with them aside, New York City does a much better job of taking care of their of their people that perish than the army does because maybe the army is just bigger, right? And it isn't as much of a of a of a of a familial fraternal sorority now organization. So let's make up for it, huh? They're the ones who they're the ones who keep us safe, not these loudmouth jerks like Black Lives Matter and Al Sharpton and. These are the people who get us killed. So get your money in. 11 bucks. Tunnel to Towers. Okay? So I want to end today's I want to end today's show on a on a on a note of the single most important thing for us to do is to maintain an open mind. They are trying to subjugate us, and they're succeeding to a very large extent because they control the damn media in a way that I never thought was possible, in levels of censorship that should be illegal if we didn't make exceptions to the law for them that may be ending. This is not a country of free speech any longer. It's a country of free speech with a big, big, fat asterisk. If you want a challenge, I'll give you one. Take it right out of the blue. In my experience, and I am willing to go on the stand and testify to it or do a document. I've done documentaries about hydroxychloroquine saved thousands of people from CCP virus. And because of the government's political, greedy response to it, millions were lost in order to make some people multi-billionaires, possibly one of whom was Fauci. We'll be back tomorrow with equally moderate, easy-to-accept thoughts. You know how much we love you how much we love America, and how much we want you tomorrow to just say, thank God. Dear God, thank you. You made me an American. Rudy Giuliani. Former Mayor Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network.